today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Yesterday, uh, November 20th, was actually the uh, second uh, National Bereavement Day here in Canada. Uh, the Canadian Hospice Palliative Care Association uh, inviting all Canadians to reflect on the importance of relationships past and present. Uh, I wanted to bring Claire Freeman back in from the Bob Kemp Hospice because this is very much in keeping with uh, the series that we have been doing uh, over the last number of weeks about uh, bereavement and about dealing with uh, end-of-life situations. Uh, first of all, thanks for jumping in here on short notice. I wanted to get get a little bit of a discussion going about this. about. Uh, and, and I guess the mantra that, that we've been talking about, Claire, is that grief and bereavement is, is really part of life. It's part of the process, something we all have to experience. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're, we're born of this world and, and we will all leave this world and we will all experience um, the loss of, of somebody we care for. And so it is a part of life. It's, it, you know, we need to, you know, stop putting it into the shadows as though it doesn't happen. And, and again, think that, you know, uh, if you do a celebration of life or if you do a, a funeral, that the next day you're, you're, you're the same. You're not the same ever again when you lose someone. We as, as humans, and I guess it is just human nature, uh, always want to cling to life. And, and, and I'm one of them. I'm, I'm, I'm right there. Uh, you know, but at the same time, we, we seem to have trouble coming to grips with the, the inevitability that, that we're, you know, nobody's going to stay here forever. Absolutely. And, and it is true, like the way in which uh, people will, will pass is, you know, if it's a traumatic death um, or if, you know, they, they take their own life, uh, it, it can complicate families in different ways versus a palliative or, or even a pediatric, like whoever wants to think that their child uh, w- would die young um, from a palliative uh, illness like cancer. There's a, a show on Netflix, I just get to relate to this, called The Kaminsky uh, Method. It's a, it's a fabulous show with Michael Douglas and Alan Nalda in it. Uh, and it's it's funny, it's great, but the first series, the first episode is about dealing with death. Uh, Alan Alda's character's wife dies of cancer, and, and it's uh, great acting, obviously, but I mean, I thought it was a... a Art imitating what really goes on in life, trying to deal with this. And it, basically the show, that particular episode, was how everybody in the cast had to deal with this death. Absolutely. And, and the loss. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it, like, you know, even in our workplaces, you know, like, again, we, we sometimes work more with our, our workmates and uh, then we see our family. And, and so really the, the, the type of relationship, the intimacy of that relationship will affect us differently around our grief. Um, so some people say, well, you know, that was your, your colleague. Why are, why are you so upset? Well, you spent 10 hours a day with that colleagues. You shared lots of life's ups and down. And, and so you, you grieve and you, 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 you've lost them. And so we just really want to help people get a better understanding that, you know, when you feel grief, don't think you failed. It just, just means that you're, you've, you're missing somebody and you've had an attachment to someone and they're no longer physically with you anymore. And so if in a year's time or two years time you're, you're out and hear the favorite song and you start to cry, then, then that's okay. Well, and, you know, we're heading up to the holiday season, and that's an, an emotional time for people yeah. that have suffered it and, and experienced any kind of a loss. Uh, and, and as you've told us in the past, there's there's no template. There's no checklist. This is how you deal with grief. Do, do this, 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 and this. It, it, I guess really varies from person to person. Absolutely. Like some of us are externalizer grievers. We'll, we'll, we'll cry our eyes out, and then some of us need a task. Like we'll, we won't cry, and, and all of a sudden we, we just need to do something. And uh, so we need to, to, again, understand that grief looks different depending on the person. Um, but what we do know is that uh, 
you know, reach out to people. Reach out to people um, when you know they are grieving. Uh, make that phone call. Don't don't be shy. You know, even if they say no, no, I don't need anything. Just knowing that somebody's out there, understanding that that they're they're having a tough time. Send somebody a quick note. Um, those are the things that can really help people um, get through it. And and please never tell someone get over it. <laughs> Well, we've heard that before. You know, suck it up. Let's get going. Come on. It's been six months. Come on. Get over it now. Mm-hmm. It's time to get on with your life. Yep. Uh, it's time to get on with your life, but that doesn't mean you have to leave that part of it or that person behind. Absolutely. And and that's the thing. And sometimes we just said some days, like sometimes we have people in the hospice who have been a couple for 60 years and they lose their partner. Like they have actually spent most of their adult life with that person and now they're gone. And sometimes their children will say, well, you know, mom and dad, like, you know, maybe you should move in with me. Well, that's not what they need always. Or they'll say, you know, you, you need to get up. You need you need to stop being sad. Well, think about sharing your whole adult life with someone and they're not there anymore. It's it's a huge transition to make. Or the fact that you lose your child. People don't even know what to say to you if you've lost a child. They kind of avoid the conversation. And so you're, you're left sitting there. And I've heard some people say that um, if they've lost a child and somebody says, you know, do you have any children? They're, they're fearful of actually saying, you know, that they had a child who died because of the reaction of people. Actually, even worse than that, there's sometimes people avoid those people altogether. In other yeah. words, I don't, I don't even want to go see that individual because they've lost a child. And I, I, I wouldn't know what to say. Absolutely, and certainly the stigma around uh, mental health and and um, overdoses and and suicides. Uh, that's another area that people really just try to avoid the conversation or reaching out to somebody. We need we need to take the you know that kind of fear and and build our literacy around grief. But you have people at the hospice that will talk about this, and that's one of the nice things. I mean, when we talk about concerns and challenges uh, and dealing with death, uh, it's it's good to know that there are support services. Absolutely, and you know we're just getting started too, because um, we know there's such a, a huge need out, and and that people you know grieve differently. So we have a walking group for people, we have a support over supper group for people. Uh, we're we have some programs that are specifically for children. We've got our camp, uh, camp Aaron, Aaron, but you know what? We're actually renaming Camp Aaron. We've we're going to relaunch Camp Aaron, and it's going to be called Camp Keaton. And Keaton was a young boy who was seven years old in our own community here who passed away. And uh, really a wonderful, beautiful boy who was very full of life and whatnot and really just thought his story was resonating with our community much more. Uh, by the way, if they want to get information about that, they can go to the website, the Bob Camp Hospice website. Uh, that's all there. And, and any information, and, and I guess we're just about out of time here, but I mean, I guess the takeaway from this whole conversation is if you need help, you want somebody to talk to, pick up the phone. Absolutely. Call us. We're, we're, we want to be your partner and your friend and we want to make sure that we're walking with you for grief and I just want to do a quick shout out to you Bill thank you so much for inviting us and, and keeping this this conversation going you're a great advocate for us and, and we really want to thank you for, for putting this series together well, with us. Well uh, we do it from the heart I mean I've experienced what's gone on at the hospice and I've seen not just with our family but with other families uh, about the support services and, and the, 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 the loving caring attitude of everybody on the staff here and, and the more that we can get that message out I think the better for this community. Thanks a lot, Claire, for coming in. Thanks for having me. Uh, all right. And as I say, you can call the hospice if you want to get some more information. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.